Hello dear, this is Anne Ajadi with dear Anne and this is the Walk With Me series. This is again where we challenge ourselves to walk in the footsteps of Jesus. We remind ourselves that we just might be the only Bible that someone will read in their lifetime. We've been talking about prayer. In the last time we spoke, we said, um, we talked about what prayer is not. Today, we ask, why do we need to pray? Why pray? Understanding that we are limited. You're man and you're limited in ability and in capacity. It is wisdom to acknowledge the need for prayer. To acknowledge the need for prayer because there are many things outside of our controls in our day-to-day -day living and to ask for help from the one that is greater than us. The acknowledgement that there is a higher force that is all-knowing, all-seeing, and almighty will help us make meaning of our life and existence. My dear, if you, can, if you scan through our world today, you would observe that there exists, all that exists are bowing to the same force. Systems, patterns characterize almost every form of existence. Seeing that we're not primarily responsible for them, it's only wisdom to recourse to the one who initiated their existence. So then, what is the argument for prayer? Why are we praying? Someone will say, well, things just happen, you know. But for us who are Christian, prayer is man's communication line to God. It is where we get a revelation of the person of God and by inference, an introduction to ourselves. Before we can function correctly in our world, you need to know who you are. You need to know what you're about. You need to know who is directing all of these things. I hope you are old enough to know that you are not in charge. Actually, you are not. You didn't wake yourself up this morning. No matter how much you set the alarm clock, you didn't wake yourself up. God, someone did. And that someone deserves your acknowledgement. The word says in 1 Peter 2, 9, it says, But you're a chosen people, a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation, God's special possession, so that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. That's 1 Peter 2, 9. Also says in Hebrews 4, 13 to 16, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are. Yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. We will find that many things are beyond us. So, and we better go to the person who is behind them. Bible says in Revelations 4, 1 and 2, After this I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven, and the voice I heard first speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the Spirit, and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. Throughout the Bible, we find many instances where we are admonished or commanded to pray. We need to pray. 
if we must keep our relationship with God alive. If we agree that prayer is fellowship, then the only way to keep it vibrant is to engage in the act. Prayer is fellowshipping with the Father. It's a child spending time with their dad. Not as out of duty, even though sometimes that may just be the only way out. But out of love and admiration, it is the privilege of having an open invitation to come into the presence of the Father. To have the King extend his scepter unto us is not a light thing. Prayer helps us to remain in constant touch with our home base. And seeing that we are citizens of heaven, prayer is our own way of keeping tap, knowing that we will someday make our way back home. So in essence, we remain in connection with the home country when we pray. Staying in touch with heaven ensures that we do the following. We draw near to God, even as God draws near to us. That he said to us in James chapter 4, verse 8, the A part. He says, come near to God and he will come near to you. Then we are able to receive rest for our souls. It says in Matthew eleven eight, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So if you are looking for rest, the place to find rest is to go to God. Then we bring to bear on earth the counsels of heaven. Matthew 6, 10 says, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Prayer brings heaven to earth. We receive illumination for the dark spots of our lives. We gain strength to continue the sojourn in our life. We pray because we recognize our need for power that is beyond us. We see a need beyond our abilities. We understand that we need to invite the higher force to ensure sanity in our world. I don't know about you. I do not know how people who do not know God, how they cope. Because our world is crazy enough. Just when you think you have, that you have developed a redeem, you will now find that something happens and throws your theology out of work. The only way you can stay sane is to recourse to God. Outside of God, there is no sanity. I do not know. I mean, I know for a fact that my life will not be what it is if I do not pray. Another reason why we should pray, Jesus prayed. Jesus was the one who came from heaven to show us how to live. He prayed constantly. So if you say you are following Jesus, it's is a given that you have to pray. And in prayer, we yield to God. We recognize our limitations. We exchange our frailties and we gain strength. We gain direction. We get instructions in righteousness. And we get to have the God kind of knowledge. And we gain understanding. Prayer exposes us to the possibilities that would hitherto have remained on top. In other words... If you don't pray, you won't know what is available. You will not know that God can do many things. You know how it is that devil makes it look as if, oh, this thing that we're facing is the biggest. When you get God on the scene, then you find out that what you consider mountains are actually molehills or they be, they're actually nothing. And another reason we pray is that we are always at war. Whether you see them or you don't see them, you, Christian, you are at war. 
and you need your defenses up. And you also require strategies to confront the evil forces that daily are looking for how to bring you down. So it's essential that you recognize that and you enlist in the prayer army. My dear, we also have to pray. We pray because we we're sure God would answer us. Prayer brings out the God nature in us. You know, when you spend time with God, someone says that you look like who you behold. So two people have lived in the same house for so long, they start to look alike. So just imagine that you stay before God for so long. You start to look like God. You start to think like God. You start to act like God. That's what prayer does. Moses spent 40 days and nights with God on the Mount Sinai. By the time he came back, the people were the ones begging him to cover his face because they said his face shone. He didn't even know anything had changed. But when the people saw him, just like when people will see you when you come out of your prayer place, they will recognize that you have been with God. I know that you have enough reasons now to pray. I particularly, I personally, I enjoy prayer because I have seen the difference between when I pray and when I don't pray. So I don't joke with it. I actually like fellowshipping with my father. I like being in his presence. I like the joy that it brings. I like the peace that come out of it. I like the knowledge that I acquire. That's my testimony. I admonish you, my dear friend, this week, try it. Try praying. Try acknowledging God. Try giving God first place in your life and see how things fall into place. God bless you. Have a good, good day and a very wonderful week.